Hey everybody, welcome to Unbreakable Success, episode 26. I just had the opportunity to interview one of the people who has become one of my favorite people, Brian Falchuk. Brian's the best-selling author of Do A Day. He's a successful executive, but he has something to share with us that all of us at some point need. And for many of us, that need is right now. See, Brian has a philosophy and strategy that helped him overcome some hurdles that at the time seemed impossible. He's managed to lose almost 100 pounds and not only just lose the weight, but run marathons, summit mountains, completely changed his diet. He became a vegetarian in a day. And he's also used the same philosophy and strategy to help him get through some really personal challenges, like almost losing his wife to an illness while their son was watching on. So if you have any big goals, big dreams, and if you're dealing with something right now that just feels overwhelming or stressful, please stay tuned because you're really going to get a lot from Brian in our discussion together. I'm grateful to have met him and I'm even more grateful to share him with you. So without any further delay, everybody, please welcome Brian Falchuk. All right. Welcome, Brian. How are you doing today? It's great to have you on the show. How are things? Things are great. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Aaron. Awesome. Glad you're here. Um, before we get rolling into this, how about, can we take a minute to just tell people about you, just day to day, Brian, what life is like and what you're up to? Yeah. So I'm a, I'm a father, a husband, um, son, uncle, all, all kinds <laughs> of other stuff. Um, I'm also a, uh, an executive at an insurance company, which is not the most exciting part of my bio, but I, it, it's a good job. I enjoy it. But yeah, that doesn't, that's, that's like a killer at, uh, at dinner parties and stuff. Nice. Um, but I'm also an author. Uh, so I, I wrote a book last March and, um, I've been really focused on that and I'm a columnist for Inc magazine and my day to day is kind of all of those things. Nice. A very full job. Um, very involved and committed father and husband, um, you know, the, the book, obviously is why I'm talking to you right now. That's been a full-time thing. So I've got like six full-time jobs. I don't know how the math works out. Nice. And I, I know the feeling, yeah. <laughs> know the feeling. I think probably most people that are listening right now can relate to the juggling things, especially the entrepreneurs out there that are, that are on both sides of the fence right now doing a nine to five and building their business. So thanks for taking the time to being here, especially with all that going on. Um, let's jump into the book. Can you tell us about do a day and how that how did that start for you yeah so it it started uh not to make the story too long but it started way way back uh, as a little kid so i'm like a lot of american kids i'm a product of divorce um and there's a lot that was going on i was five or six at the time you know little kids don't understand everything that they face at that age uh emotions manifest in lots of different ways for me it became an attachment to food so, you know, all the, uh, the the issues going on at home, food was always there, it never judged me, always felt good. Um, you know, it wasn't leaving, it wasn't moving out, it wasn't arguing, it was just there and, and good. Um, and my parents were busy, there were four of us, plus, you know, the two of them going through what they were going through. They didn't really notice how many times I was sneaking in the cupboard, um, wh whatever it might be that, that was just adding the pounds bit by bit. So I became obese. Um, and, uh, you know, it was, it was partially the food, but mostly it was about that emotional side and there was depression in that. So that defined a lot of my childhood. Um, and it was in my teen years that I met someone who was able to really help me to lose weight, start to think about myself differently and start me on a path, um, ups and downs, you know, like a lot of people, I lost weight yes. gained some back and, and as life changed and my motivations changed my reason for losing weight became different. And that's really where the story of the book started to shape up. And so the first time for me to lose the weight was about how other people saw me. So it was a, a self-esteem issue, but it was self-esteem relative to judgment of others. Yes. And whether they were judging me or not, they were judging me in here. And that, you know, it could have all been my voice, right? Yeah, we hear it though. Yeah, and, and as a kid, you, you just, you can't understand that and come to grips with it. You can, I don't want to say can't, but it's very hard, yes. right? And, yes. and, and to get the kind of guidance and have the maturity to understand that, I wasn't ready for it. So, uh, you know, fast forward to age 30, I became a father. Um, mm -hmm. And I've been 
sort of gaining the weight back bit by bit. I never looked obese again. I just kind of, I say I looked American. I just, no one <laughs> would have noticed, awesome. but, but if you look at a picture of me today versus then, you're like, wow. I mean, so I, the last time I weighed myself as a kid, I was 248 pounds and I'm about 6'1", 6'1 and a half. Um, I'm 6'2". My wife says I'm 6'1". She's right. <laughs> she we wins. Yeah. I might've been 6'2 then. Maybe I shrank. Um, I think I got up to about 260. I just stopped weighing myself because I couldn't deal with it. Mm. So from 260, uh, fast forward to age between 30 and 32, you know, I, I got somewhere in the low 220s. The highest I weighed was 222. That was the last weight that I measured before uh, do a day really struck for me. And, and that's the moment that the book all came together. So uh, my wife has a chronic illness in uh, June of 2011. Our son was two and she was bedridden. This is when she was really in the throes of it. Mm. And um, we didn't think she was going to make it through the summer. Oh, wow. So she was, she was losing about two pounds a day. Um, there wasn't much more weight to go before she couldn't lose anymore. And her doctor was going on vacation for six weeks. And his answer was, well, let's just check in when I get back. I said, hang on a second. You know, do the math. She doesn't have six weeks. And he just said, oh, then just go to the ER if you need to. Wow. It's like, wow, where's the compassion? Where's the caring? You have a wife and a mother and a human being who you're supposed to be committed to helping. And you're just like, ah, go to the ER. That's insane. Yeah. No, it's, it's pretty wild. So for me, um, there's this moment on June 30th where she's in bed, our son's standing in front of the bed looking on at her, and uh, I'm standing behind him, and it all just hit me. That's where my motivation became clear. Is So I'm looking on at this little boy who he may not realize it, but he could be losing his mother. Uh, and who was I? I had put on a lot of the weight. I was really depressed. I was unhappy. I mean, aside from what, what I was witnessing with my wife, you know, eventually spouses lose each other in life. Yes. Not usually when you're in your early 30s and with a little kid. You know, usually it's like you've lived a full life together and we were just starting. Right. I had all of that and I wasn't in a great place at work and I wasn't physically active the way that I wanted to be and I wasn't, you know, just all these ands that weren't yes. positive ands. And I was allowing that to bring me down because I didn't really have a purpose that was clear to me. And that's what hit me in that moment in my son. So I woke up the next morning, July 1st, 2011, with a completely different feeling. And I, I mean, it was like a lightning bolt. I just, I felt this power in my role as his father. And it's about being there for him. You know, I, I had a good chance of being alone with him like it was just going to be me and him is the way we yeah. thought it would play out so that's a lot of gravity you know that's a lot of responsibility absolutely and i had like who am i role model wise you know he's he's losing his mother potentially and losing his father too just at a slower rate and i certainly was not living the way that little boy needed to see at least one of his parents living so it just became so clear for me and so powerful. And that was a motivation that while my son isn't within me, for any parent, you know, your kid's That's within still me, right? intrinsic, man. That's yeah. still in there. Yeah. And, and he's not going anywhere. This isn't judgment of others or my perceived judgment of others. This isn't beach season or right. wanting to get that job or save up enough money to buy that car. It wasn't some temporal kind of surface level thing. This is a, a permanent deep, enduring, powerful motivation that that is always there. And my role to him, my responsibility to him is always there. And I will say quite honestly, yeah, I've had ups and downs, but that has driven me every single day in my life yeah. in a way that I didn't understand before it hit me. That's and that's when it was all started. That's amazing. You know, you, you mentioned it. it's, it's funny how, um, all of us, in our own way, we have these, usually have these, some kind of moment or a series of moments. And uh, it always amazes me when somebody can, they can name that date and where they yeah. were when a light bulb went off. Let me ask for you, um, when that day happened, obviously a lot has gone on since then. You've accomplished so many things since then. But was there something in your mind that you knew, um, I know you had the energy and that feeling there, but what did you feel like at that time you needed to do or were you just what was that like for you at that moment what were you thinking yeah so there were there were a couple of things that became really clear to me one was you know I, I finally got the motivation and more importantly I, I understood why it mattered 
So what I had worked on before is like, oh, you got to work out more. You got to make better food choices. You got to this, you got to that without ever really pausing on the why. So I I had my why and I understood how powerful that was. I think that's why I clicked is getting the power in the purpose. Yeah. And that's why I started coaching people within a couple of months because friends and family started to see they're like, he looks completely different. He's acting different. Um, I was a different person outwardly, and they got it, and so it was drawing people in. When you say coaching, what what type of coaching did you start doing at that time? So I, I uh, you know, I did a lot of health and wellness kind of coaching because people saw how I was losing weight, and they're like, you know, how do I get on that bandwagon? Now, what I will say is that's a gateway drug. So whatever <laughs> someone comes to me for, whether it's losing weight, so I became a certified personal trainer. I have never gone in the gym to pump iron with people like that. That's not why I got the certification. It's so I can be more educated in helping to guide people. Um, whether people come to me to, to lose weight, to be more active, to change their career, to be a better parent, to whatever, that's like that's one little piece of it. And the reality is you don't change your life by changing one aspect of it. Right. So it's a gateway drug to There's really a, unlocking that yeah. whole, like, you got to change who you are, and yeah. that's why you're having a struggle. Those are the symptoms, right? We, we, we all have different symptoms. Well, yeah. yeah. Um, nice. So, so this the coaching I did was what people were seeing me, the light they were seeing me in. Yes. Uh, especially those who knew me when I was obese. They're like, "How did you transform like this? Yeah. Can you help me do that?" And a lot of them are like people who were healthy and mm-hmm. you know waking up in their twenties, thirties, early forties, and they're like, "What happened here? Yeah. You know, where did this hundred pounds come from?" Um, so it, that, that's what it started as, but it's morphed over the years because it really has always been for me a very holistic, like there's a reason why you gain weight and it's not because you didn't go to the gym. It's the same reason you didn't go to the gym. You know, there's that baseline happiness, motivation, understanding, like, why are you doing anything? Mm -hmm. You unlock that. These things just start happening. So tell me how that, how that progressed because now you have, you have a, you have a philosophy now and do a day. And uh, I I don't want to, you know, I don't want to push us into this, but now you've, you've, I think you've piqued everybody's, you've piqued everybody's interest. So you had something real behind this and within months you were doing something you'd never done before. How did that, at what point did that become this do a day philosophy? And and what is that for you now, uh, this philosophy of do a day that the book was about? Yeah. So the book didn't have a name. The philosophy didn't have a name until, uh, January of 2014. Okay. Um, and that's, that's when I started to live a vegan lifestyle or start to eat a vegan diet. And I did that literally by saying, so I, I looked into it before and I was always like, oh, but you know, my son's birthday, I don't want to be like the weird guy in the corner not eating the cake. <laughs> or like that business trip, you know, everyone's going to, to the Capitol Grill and having steaks and I'm like, can I have a side of lettuce? You know, like, <laughs> I started to paint all these pictures of things that weren't happening, right. but it was like using these future moments to anxiety, you know, push me down into a no. And I, I'm reading this book by this vegan ultra athlete and I'm feeling really inspired. And I'm like, you know what? I can just do it tomorrow. I'm not, it's no one's birthday. I'm not going anywhere. I mean, you know, I can do this. Yeah. And I literally just said out loud, I can do a day. And that's like, that's, that's when the book got a name. Nice. But that's the whole philosophy got a name. So what is the philosophy? Well, you, you've heard the building block is a motivation. And that's most of what I work on with people in the coaching, or at least the first part is, we got to figure out your why. And that is a lot of back and forth challenging. I can't yeah. tell you what it is. There's no workbook section in my book that's like, okay, answer these six questions, add lines two and three, and boom, there's motivation. <laughs> um, it doesn't work that way. Right. You have to find it for you. I can challenge you. I can give you questions. I can help you on the journey. Mm-hmm. But you have to discover it. If it's going to be real, you have to discover it. So that's, that's the building block. Now, from there, and where this whole, the words do a day, where that all pieces together is uh, this notion of, you know, I was getting at it with all the reasons why I wasn't eating vegan yet. Um, It comes together in this notion of today. So not yesterday and not tomorrow. So what mistakes have you made before that you're judging yourself around today and making choices today Mm. because it's mistakes, that anxiety, that fear, that judgment, um, and then what things that lay ahead of you that you're scared of, or maybe you're really excited about, but either way, it's pulling you away from right now. So you're making your choices right now based on things that may or may not happen tomorrow. So with that, that, you know, that foundation there, then the question is, okay, now you know why, now you got to figure out what, 
And that's a question of a, a couple of things. We have to set the right goals. So you have to have a goal that really pushes you. Not so much that it's demotivating, like it's completely impossible. But you know, for me, with the weight loss, keeping on that, I lost 100 pounds. Um, altogether across the two times, a little over that, but just about 100 pounds the first time. And then the second time was like 45 pounds, 40, 45 pounds. Wow. So you know, I, I've been through about 130 pounds, 125, something like that, of weight loss. So I've been there. Now that amount, that's too much for anybody. But to do like five pounds is like, that's not really motivating. That's not really going to push you. So if you have a real purpose, that's a big thing. So you need a big goal. Yeah. And then the key is to break it down into pieces that you can tackle one bit at a time. So that's, that's the next part. You get your why, you focus it on a what. Now the question is how do you actually do it? And that's that really powerful do a day approach. And I hinted at it with the whole vegan thing. Yeah. But this is, this is about really a practice of mindfulness. That's why I got two different Buddha pictures nice. behind. <laughs> right, so how does this all break down? It's a question of today. And that's why you know I, I use the word day a lot in the book. Chapters aren't chapters, they're days. So it's day one, day two. Um, you know, I, I sum up the chapters with the end of the day. This is about a way to separate from the past and also free yourself from that burden of what's yet to come. So if you want to think about that vegan example, all right? Yeah. Now let's say... I'm, I'm vegan, but not 100% of the time. And this is true. I'm not just setting up an example. Okay. So there are times, like I said, my son's birthday. You know, like my wife is an amazing cook, so she loves to bake. She makes this incredible cake, so I have it with him because that's a, a joy that the two of us share together. Um, now, the next day, I'm not like, oh, what did, I, what did I do yesterday? You know, I had this cake, and it had milk in it, and it had eggs in it, and deliciousness. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so... So it's all over, right? It's ruined. I'm not a vegan anymore, so now I'm going to go eat a cow. No. I say, like, okay, I did that yesterday. That may not be a choice that I would want to make normally. <laughs> There's a specific reason for it. I understand why I did it. And it's not a get-out-of-jail-free card. I understand, like, there's a give and a take. Was that the right decision? You know, in that moment it was. I don't have that moment today, so I can do different today. I can make a better choice today, regardless of what I'd done yesterday. Nice. You know, if, if you were yelling at someone yesterday, if you were mean to someone yesterday, yeah, you did do that. And that matters. And you need to understand why you did it and what the impact is and then how you can do better. And then guess what? Today you're going to do better. Yeah. Because otherwise you're not learning from your mistakes, right? Yes. Yes. And then it's, it's about the future. So remember when I was saying all the reasons I didn't go vegan before was always around, well, what about this? And what about that? And that situation, none of that's happening right now. You know, none of those things is here with you right here, right now. You want to talk about losing weight. I had over 100 pounds to lose in total or 100 pounds that first time. That's too much. I can't. I'm, how am I going to lose 100 pounds? Well, I'm not losing 100 pounds right now. Right. You know, I'm going back to school. My, my wife is studying right now for a degree in functional medicine. And her workload is insane. I think it's worse than when I got my master's. Yeah. Or better, you look at it positively. But it's a lot <laughs> And if you look at that whole syllabus all at once, it's like, how can I do all this reading? It's thousands of pages, and I also have a kid to take care of, and I, you know, got friends and family, all these other obligations. Yeah. Well, guess what? you're not reading everything right now. Today, you're just reading the 20 pages or 30 pages or taking this test or writing this paper, whatever it is, today. So do what you need to do today in pursuit of that goal. That 100 pounds, it's a series of days where you make better choices and sometimes you won't make the best choice, and that's okay because you can always make a better choice when you wake up the next day. Yeah. And that's really important. So it's, it's this life that's free of the weight the, and you know, the anxiety, the judgment, all of the negativity that comes with what you did before and what you still have to do tomorrow because mm -hmm. none of that is relevant right now. Yeah, that, Brian, I love that. That's awesome. You know, because yeah. so many of when um, people get called up, when they're trying to they're trying to accomplish anything, whether it's starting a business or like you're talking about losing weight, or or even in a, even in a relationship, oh yeah, we, we tend to get so caught up in you know what we've experienced with that thing before, or mm -hmm. what we don't know, what we haven't learned, or what may go wrong, and I think most of everybody can agree that most of the time, that's where we hit the wall. Because mm -hmm. we're so busy looking either in front or behind, we're not seeing where we are right now. Yeah. And it, it kind of causes this, this paralysis, and it prevents us from doing 
uh, in many cases, prevents people from doing and becoming what they want to become. And yeah. I think it's so the the I don't want to call it simplicity, but the but the sheer lack of panic that your philosophy entails is it, it can be really liberating. So you know, for everybody listening, just you, you, I think we can all pause and reflect and say, okay, where where have I behaved like that? Where I'm so caught up with with what happened before that it's preventing me from being who I want to be today and where have I find myself being so worried about what might happen tomorrow or who might judge or where I might trip up that it's preventing you from even taking that journey towards the success you want because you're worried about the trip ups. So yeah. I, I think that's, that's a, it's a powerful way to look at the progress that you're helping people make. And you should be, uh, I really commend you for it, for, for laying Thanks. it out there for people and make an entire book about this. It's pretty amazing. Now, I, when did this, um, when did the book start to, when, at what point did you realize as you're, because this was a process for you, and, and yeah. I think it's important for people to hear that, you know, a lot of people listening now, I'm sure, have something in their mind, whether it's the beginning of something or the next evolution of something for them. And, you know, I love being able to have this conversation with you because I'd love to see you, to hear you share or help let you share with people listening. How did you get from the beginning stages of coaching people and developing this idea? And what was the evolution into, okay, this is now going to become a book, which is going to become my movement, which is going to become some of the next things that some of the things that you've began doing beyond the book that uh, I'd like to talk about in a little bit, but how did that evolution happen into the book for you? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. So I have been doing the coaching and, and mentoring stuff as a side thing. Um, I don't want to call it business cause it, I guess it is, but it mm -hmm. doesn't feel that way. So it, I've been helping people unlock what they can do for themselves for about five years. So this was, uh, yeah, four, five years, I guess. Um, 2015 in December, I was out in San Francisco for work. I've got a, a guy who I turn to for guidance and mentoring. We've got really similar backstories. Um, so, you know, he's just someone I, I've connected with and, and really been close to. So I was having a mentoring call. He's on the West Coast of Canada. So our time zones were aligned. So I'm like, dude, we got to talk. So mm -hmm. we, we had this great call and we were talking about, you know, long term, where do I want to be and what do I want to be doing? And then he just helped me talk about, okay, how do we step this backwards? You know, I talked about the, the big goal. Well, how do yeah. you break it down into pieces? So what I was talking about on the big side was really big yeah. and it's transformational for my life. And so it's like, how do we get back to this right here, right now? Yep. And, and do a day that word do is really purposeful. You know, it's not one day at a time. It's not like just grit your teeth and get through it. It's do it's take action. Yeah. So once you paint this backwards picture of like the dominoes you're going to start to push, you're those dominoes. You need to do something to make that happen. Absolutely. And he didn't tell me, oh, you have to write a book. You know, we, he just, he helped me work through myself. Like, okay, I need to start taking some actions to take this, this enjoyment I'm getting coaching people on the side and have a much bigger effect. Cause that's what it was about is I did a vision board for some work with him and it was, I took a picture of a guy doing a TED talk and I superimposed myself on him. So I'm nice. sorry, guy, but <laughs> I want to be out there changing lives on a much broader scale than I can do coaching. Because even if I did this 24 seven, I still couldn't touch as many lives as I want to. Because it, the scale, it, it's really, it's really powerful and it's so enriching. And I get off each one of my calls or each one of these interviews, and I'm so like yeah. just jazzed up. And so it's like, how do I do this more? So yeah, I was scaling it. I went for a run the next morning along the Embarcadero in, in uh, San Francisco, which is just a, a cool scene along the, the Pacific Ocean. Mm -hmm. And it hit me within like the first tenth of a mile. It's like, I need to put, I had the philosophy. I'm like, I need to put this into words. And I had been doing a blog. I'm like, it's not enough. Yeah. So the rest of that run was literally like the book was clear in my mind. I structured all the chapters. I knew the sections I was going to write about. So basically... The first part of the book is sort of a case study on my life. So I take specific situations where do a day has helped me and the struggles I've been through just to help people relate a little bit, maybe help them see, okay, I've got a similar story. Mm -hmm. How did, how did that work for Brian? How can I translate that to my life? 
you just sort of through my life examples, you start to get a feel for what the philosophy is. And that's what I structured on that run. I got back to my hotel, took a shower, hit the airport. Right in the terminal, I started just mashing away on my keyboard. I wrote the entire flight back, you know, not during the takeoff and landing when you can't see your laptop, <laughs> the rest of it. So I got, I was flying to the East Coast, I got probably like five and a half, six hours of solid writing beyond the terminal. Um, I wrote probably 35, 40% of the book, at least the first draft, right there on that flight. And I was just like, I have to keep going. That's beautiful. Yeah. So just taken with it. So I wrote that thing. I fly a lot for work every week, basically. I wrote that thing in about two and a half months. Um, and then the editing was about a year. Hey, of course. <laughs> of course. Yeah. But that's that's beautiful. That's amazing. You know, it, everybody listening, I want you to pay attention to what, to what Brian was saying. And, and, and Because it's real easy to miss something you said, um, Brian. You were... You're basically brainstorming or, or talking with this mentor and you had this as you describe it what you had in your mind was huge mm-hmm. and, and almost too big i think was the word you used and we all get that we have these ideas that get so big they seem insane and a lot of times we can lock it away fortunately you didn't and you took that step to have a mentor somebody that you're going to talk to about uh, about this this thing, this dream, this idea that you have in your mind, and you were able to to deconstruct it backwards. Yeah. And I I really want people to pause and get that, you know, because it's easy to hit the brakes when it's just too big. Because it's easy to just gaff it off and like, eh, you know, uh, that that made for a great conversation over you know over a pint, but in reality, that's never going to happen. Yeah. But just taking the simplicity of just taking that step of looking at what it is that at the moment isn't there but back looking at it backwards and deconstructing it into okay if i were to get there what steps would i take to get there and for you yeah. it was this book and and in doing that it sparked this amazing amount of action in you because it was because you knew why you were doing it and yeah. you knew what your end game was and you just went full throttle at it, and that's yeah, that, that's amazing. I, 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 you know, to you guys listening, I want you to get that. You know, just don't don't worry about how big it is. Just start looking at what you can do to get there. Yeah, because that that will, you're gonna have the answers. And and with you, I'm sure if you hadn't, you may have done it anyway. But the fact that you were able to get it out verbally, and and have somebody challenge you with that, and then. And then be able to clear your mind and go for that run and and just start putting some action into it. That's that's pretty that's pretty amazing. So what's happened yeah. for you since since then? Since the book got done, you know what's been yeah. new? Because I'm, ner- I'm sh- every time you do something like that, it turns into something else. So yeah, no, what did it, does, it turn it into? So it's it's been huge. And there's so there's one thing I want to point out with yeah. with that like too big kind of goal. And I'm gonna let people in on a secret. It goes right back to that judgment. Is like. So I was afraid to tell people that Ted thing. Or actually, the other thing I said was, like, I want to sit across the couch from Oprah out in the woods how she did Super Soul Sunday. Yeah. And everyone everyone would laugh. And, you know, what I said is, and this is that judgment is, like, uh, I know that's ridiculous, but hang on a second. Look, I'm not talking to Oprah right now. So what do I have to lose? Mm-hmm. You know, someone just asked me the other day, is like, I want to ask this person this thing, but I don't know how they're going to, I don't know if they're going to say yes. You know, well, have they, are they saying yes right now? No. So what happens if they say no? Nothing. You're like you're no worse off. So I'm saying this about the book. Or I'm saying this about this too big goal. And the truth is, none of it's happening right now. So what do I have to lose? I might as well give it a shot. So that fear and that like people are gonna laugh. Who cares? None yeah. of it's happening anyway. So you literally have nothing. It's not like all of a sudden something fell apart. No, you had a goal and either you made it or you didn't. But you weren't doing it yet. So there's no need to worry about failure because there's nothing to fail on. Exactly. Lose anything. So since since taking that leap, um, what I realized is as I wrote the book, that process alone was valuable for me. And I was talking to someone else recently and they were like, you know, you could have just stopped there and it sounds like you would have gotten enough. And I was like, you know, I started to hedge and I'm like, well, if no one buys the book, that, you know, you go, you go through moments of like, I'm going to sell a million copies to, <laughs> yeah. no gonna, my mother's not even going to buy the book kind of thing, you know, this back and forth. But I'm like, look, if nobody buys it, I'm fine with that. I'm literally fine with that because 
I got so much out of what I did and my, my coaching work, my mentoring work is better. So I got to a place where I had detached from that need to be like, this has to be a success and I have to get to that big goal. Mm-hmm. And in doing that, I freed myself from the anxiety around the tomorrow. I started to do a day around do a day. That's yeah. kind of meta. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so much has happened because of that. So I've been reaching out to different podcasts, different influencers, people like yourself that I find interesting and I like what you're doing and say, hey, you know, here's what I'm about. Maybe we could talk sometime or, you know, could I be on your show? Because I'm not on their show yet. So I have nothing to lose by asking. And I've done about 50 of these things already. Um, most of them haven't come out yet, but it's just from reaching out and saying, hey, you know, why don't we have a talk about it? And it's resonating. Yeah. And, you know, that's how I got I got this writing job with Inc. Is I've got a regular column with them every week. You can catch me on their website, writing about motivation, writing about business. And, you know, this isn't just weight loss. This is weight loss and wellness. This is business stuff. This is relationship stuff. This is running a marathon, which kind of is a wellness, but having done one might be the opposite. Like it's, <laughs> it's its own beast, yeah. but it's just, it's so many different life situations. So I have taken the momentum, those dominoes that I talked about before, yes. and I am executing on making them happen. So I just got booked on a TED talk. Now it's a TEDx. Awesome. It's not the ultimate domino, but that is, that's a step there. That's big. That's nice. Stuff is happening. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Congrats on the talk. When, uh, when, when's it going to be? Uh, where is it going to be? It's going to be in New Jersey in March. And I'll give you, you know, my, my website and all that. And people can, can find yeah. out there. The dates are still getting finalized. But okay. I, even, I just started my second book on Friday. Okay. So, like, things are, things are happening. That's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. I, I, I definitely, I would, I would love to check uh, that talk. I'm a Jersey guy, so I'm in Jersey right now. So right. I may have, we may have to... Uh, make that a make that a date and get to meet in person yeah that'd be awesome that'd be great so well i don't I don't know how much of the second book you want to give up uh do you what's the what's the premise of your second book if you yeah. can give us that no I'm, I'm happy to and it's it's something that's come through my coaching and my own practice and my own education um around mindfulness and ties to this guy um so it's called the 50 75 100 solution mm. and for most people, that's all I'm saying, and I'm being okay. like real. I don't write fiction, so that's the closest thing I have to a mystery <laughs> novel. It's like, what could it be? Um, I just told the finance people at, at my job, and I'm like, it's got numbers in the title. You guys are going to love it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a relationship book. Okay. So it's about how to unlock solving your toughest relationships. Now, this isn't the ones where there's like genuine mental illness or addiction problems. That's yes. a, you know. That's a different kind of, of situation, and you should have professional help with that. So setting those situations aside, it's, you know, spousal problems or significant other old problems like relationship, you know, yes. romantic relationship kind of issues. Almost everybody goes through that. Even the best of marriages have tough moments. Absolutely. Problems as a parent, you know, especially getting into those teen years. Hmm. You know, how do you deal with, with those difficult situations? Troubles at work, you know, I've had some difficult moments at work. I talk about some of them in do a day. How can you change the situation, especially if you're not the problem or you don't perceive yourself to be? So I get a lot of like, well, Tim's doing this to me, or I don't know why she's acting that way to me, or it's, it's always they to me. Mm-hmm. The world is doing this to me, and I'm just here, and yeah. all this, I can't make it better because they're crazy. Yeah. You know, that's that mental illness. Let's not go labeling everything to get out of trying to solve it. So what yeah. I say, just because you're not the problem, real or in your head, doesn't mean you can't be the solution. Absolutely. And that's what 50, 75, 100 is. You own half the problem. In reality, I show you how you actually own 75% of it. If you own 75% of it, you can completely change it because that's more than enough to get to that 100%. Nice. I love so it. So 75, 100 I, I mean, I, when I say I just started it, I literally just started it. So I don't know when it'll come out. I'd like to have it out before that TED Talk because actually I was going to talk about motivation, which is important. I think this is this would make a great TED Talk. So even that one, I've got two other TEDs that are talking to me. So it's going to be coming out there soon. But watch the space. There's more coming. Beautiful. I, I, I appreciate that. And everybody pay, pay attention. And I love this. I love this conversation we're having because... You know, you've you've literally taken all of us from, you know, a a a 
life issue that sparked a powerful idea, which is pretty much where most powerful ideas come from. Something, somebody dealing with something really important to them in their life, and, and it sparks an idea. And you're taking it, I, I don't want to say full circle yet, but you're taking, you, take the, you took the ball and ran with it. And you've gone through all these progressions almost immediately um, to the point where you had an idea and now you've, you have this book and you have this TED Talk lined up and a second book in the work. So, yeah. you know, for, for everyone who out there, who we all have this something that we want to succeed at, but you've, you're definitely a great example of what it can look like when you just start doing. And speaking of doing, share with us because one question some people may have is you know we've all heard the term uh one day at a time yeah so how does how does your philosophy this do a day philosophy because it's it's really powerful but how can you how do we separate that the do a day philosophy from someone who say well yeah i've heard you know one day at a time before yeah. how's this different can you can you share that with us a little bit yeah, and, and I, I touched on this a little bit before, but it, it is that word do, which yeah. is really important, is things don't just happen. You know, you don't just, you don't just like wake up and everything works out the way it is. And by the same token, we all have challenges, we all have struggles, and do a day is about how to overcome them. You don't just kind of like bear down, get in your shell, and wait for them to pass. The storm yeah. will pass, sure, but like, are you any better for it? Have you grown? Have you gotten to a different place? Or is it just going to be the next hailstorm is going to hit you? Yeah. So you have to do, you have to, pl you have to figure things out, you have to create a path and you have to learn how to execute in that path in a way that is self-reinforcing, not just to, to, you know, clench your jaw and let things hit you, not to just sit there and get an argument after argument after argument with someone and not actually move the relationship forward. You know, there's plenty of people who are married that way, Absolutely. which is constant like, you know, your roommates or your like coworkers in your home taking care, you know, paying the bills and raising the kids, but you're not actually married, that's not, that. that's one day at a time. It's like, oh, I just have to get through this. Yeah. This isn't a get through this kind of world. That yeah. is so uninspiring and uninteresting to me. Yeah. Get, like, get yourself through this. Get yourself to a different this. Yeah. That's do a day is, is an achievement story. It's not a, a weather the storm yeah. kind of story. I love it. Everybody, I hope you caught that. This is not grin and bear it and just survive the day. And Brian, correct me if I'm wrong, but you know, your, your, your premise behind this is to take over your day and create something out of it. And that's, that's, those are such two different things. It's night and day, the survival mindset, as opposed to the surge forward mindset. And I really appreciate what you're, what you're sharing with people to, to, to help them you know, not just weather the storm, as you said, but to actually, you know, be the storm in your life that and just yeah. create, you know, be the one that's that has the, the, the courage to create some chaos and do something that's going to get noticed and scrutinized and criticized, but turn it into something that's that's helpful and powerful for people to 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 grow and progress with. So I appreciate that from you. Yeah. So let me uh, well, let me ask you a, a, a couple questions this is um you know the unbreakable success podcast i kind of put this show together as almost a as a bit of a virtual mastermind for people so people can come and listen to people like you and share some ideas that are going to that's almost collaborative that we can all learn from so uh, a lot of masterminds have a hot seat moment where we <laughs> we put you on the spot and ask you yeah, some, some questions about you so you know we're going to keep this cordial but let me ask you a few things. Number one, what is what's a recent struggle that you have either just recently gotten through or something that you're working on now, and and how how are you dealing with that? What's a, what's a struggle for you that that people, whether or not they can relate to, somebody will, and that's the purpose of yeah. asking it. But what's been something for you that you've you've had to work on? Yeah, um, there's two I could talk about. I got to see which one would be less dangerous to my survival. <laughs> um, I, I have. Uh, <laughs> A difficult situation at work with okay. um, someone who's essentially trying to get me fired mm. and um, that has been the greatest test of the 50 75 100 approach that I mentioned yeah. and I will say before understanding that way of being 
I, if I was outwardly calm, I was inwardly, my heart would be racing. You know, mm. I, I might think I look calm, but you could see the tensing in my jawline and yes. all that. So, um, staying mindful and focusing on, on two things have helped me get through it in a way that, so this, this tracks my heart rate. Okay. So I, I went back after a particularly tense interaction or what would have been a tense interaction, saw that actually my heart stayed nice and calm. So it wasn't just that I perceived it to be that way. I actually Beautiful. stayed calm and we got through the problem very well and they're not trying to take me down anymore. Beautiful. Had I not responded the way I responded, no doubt this screaming match argument accusations would still be flying right now, but I put them to rest because I kept myself where I need to be, and I had this difficult interaction that I owned and mm -hmm. brought it down. So I let go of the whole notion that I'm being attacked and, you know, this is happening to me. Mm. Just This is just happening, and it just is what it is, and I can get through this because I, I have the knowledge to respond to the things that are being said, and I also have the maturity and the presence of mind to be able to control myself in a situation where I'm being attacked, number one. Number two, I recognize that while I may not agree with the methods and I may not agree with what's being said, mm -hmm. that other person who's you know an adversary in this situation actually just wants to be happy. And yeah. it sounds really simple, but it's powerfully true. So, you know, to recognize that and to try to focus on that it's like i don't have to like any of it but they're not doing it just to be evil yeah they're not doing it to hurt me and that's the like why are they doing this to me they're not doing this to me they're doing something for themselves now they may not appreciate the impact it's having on others mm -hmm. but their intent isn't to just go around harming people blindly yeah having that presence is what allowed me to interact differently and i actually saw when the attacks were flying Normally I go in defensive mode or yelling mode or whatever, and I, you know, I let them go off. And I said, you know, I hear what you're saying. Can you tell me what it is you're trying to achieve? Because I, I want to, I want to get where this is going so I can see if I can help us get there. And they, they were kind of like, wait, what? Yeah. Expecting, they weren't expecting an ally in the process. Yeah. They were expecting someone that they could take down, and it was like, oh well, this is what I want to have happen because I need this to help what I'm trying to achieve. It's like, okay, I can't quite do that, but what if I'm able to do this, which I think, and it's like, well, whoa, yeah, I didn't think about it that way. It was a completely different interaction, but like our CEO was brought in. I mean, when I say someone's trying to get me fired, it was literally like, wow. this is the big meeting, you know? Um, that's really powerful. So I, I got through it by li literally living what I tell other people to live, and that's really important. Because, you know, what what validity is there in a process if you can't do it yourself yeah. and you to go around preaching it? Yeah, I, I appreciate you you being willing to share that, you know, and, and, and I, I really appreciate that you sharing that specifically because it's, it's so easy for for any of us to to look at someone like yourself who is who's, you know, being being a thought leader and sharing ideas and philosophies and things that we can live by. Uh, it's easy to look at someone like you, someone who people look up to, and think, eh, but they don't understand what it's like to go through A, B, or C. Mm -hmm. And the reality is, all of us, you, me, yeah, all of you listener, listeners out there, we've all got stuff that's just ugly that we yeah. have to deal with. Life doesn't always hand us roses, but, you know, for for... for for you to show that just being mindful, as it were, to put a simple explanation on it and and live what you believe through the process, that is, as you said, that's powerful. And uh, I appreciate you for sharing that because uh, I think a lot of people will relate to relationships that are that seem like somebody's coming at you um, and you're able to handle that in a way yeah. that, that, that comes to a good resolution. So let's jump into a second question. What's what's working best for you right now in your mission, in, the, in this do-a-day mission, in your mission, mission as a building your platform? What's working best for you at this point? Like sort of like business idea, that kind of thing, or, or just personally? Uh, in, in relation to your mission, this, this mission of, of being a thought leader and building your platform and your brand, What's working best for you as far as that? And it could be a personal thing that's yeah. helping you towards that because it's all intertwined, right? 
Yeah, no, it is. I just didn't know if you meant like a specific tool, like you know, some website I'm using or whatever. No, I'm, it's, giving, I'm giving you freedom. Yeah, freedom. <laughs> Freedom's, all right, freedom's good and paralyzing if you yes. don't use it. Right. So I, I think it's, um, it's really that that letting go uh, across the board. It's the letting go of the fear that someone's going to say no if I ask them. You know, hey, this is what I'm doing. Would you like to have me on your show? Because it's like, who am I to ask that kind of thing? Well, guess what? It's perfectly fine. And worst case scenario, they say no. So letting go of the fear of rejection, the fear of the future, right? Yeah. So letting go of that and just putting myself out there and not being afraid. I was, I'm very vulnerable in the book. I share things. You know, I just shared a, a story that, um, you know, is, is pretty raw, pretty real. And like I said, I, I got to figure out which story was the least dangerous to share. I don't know if I picked one. We'll see. Um, but yeah, you know, just being okay with putting things out there, whether it's me or trying to be a part of something, that has worked incredibly well. And it's been really enlightening for me around all the times I haven't done that and just sat there wishing. Yeah. It's like, you know, you can't sit on the side waiting for the pretty girl to ask you to dance at that yeah. school dancer. You know, you, you got to get up and say something. Yeah. Else That's... you're just going to eat cookies and drink fruit punch and go home. <laughs> I love it too, but <laughs> cookies are good, but cookies aren't the goal, right? Yeah, I appreciate that. That's a, that is such a big thing to to just be willing to ask those uncomfortable questions or or be scared of something not working out. You got to take the motion. Uh, you got to put the your thoughts in motion and go ahead and and ask. Uh, I appreciate that. That that's that's powerful stuff. Well. What's and you've already hinted on this because you told us about your your book that's now in the works. But what do you see as the next evolution for you in your uh, in in this this mission that you're building? Well, so this this book was not the next. I was going to do a second book, which I'm still going to do, but a follow up to do a day that's other people's stories. Okay. So I, almost every day I get something from someone who's been touched by the book, and so there's some stories out there that. I've wondered if it would work in some more extreme situations, mm -hmm. and yeah, it seems to be like there's a, you know a guy who, unlike me, did lose his wife in their thirties, mm -hmm. um, and he's a couple years on now with with that process, and he's an inspire an inspiration to other widowers. Um, so there's something in that story. It's another person who OD'd on cocaine and was in a coma, and has turned his life around. I mean, there's some. There's some big stuff out there that it's like, look, I've been through some things. I haven't been through those things. And it's, it's not a competition. It's not, you know, whose who's hardship was worse than the others. The reality is we all go through things. The grass is never green anywhere. It's all a question of what's relevant to you, what shapes you, and how you get through it. So yeah. don't have a comparison of, you know, oh, what you went through is worse or I went through more. It's not about that. We all grow. We all have things we need to achieve. So that was that was one piece of it. And the other is pushing ahead with getting the message out there. So in a perfect world, and I, I say this in the book, so I'm not, you know, there's plenty of people at work have read, the, read me saying this. I would be doing this full time. I would be out speaking regularly, you know, doing appearances, podcasts, TV, whatever. I just, it's not about attention and about celebrity. It's literally, I wrote the book to help people. I couldn't help enough people on my own. So anything that lets me scale spreading the message up, I want to be a part of. I don't care about making money. You know, people are like, oh, if you sell enough of the book, you know, retire. I'm like, let me let you in on a secret. Average book sells about 250 copies a year, and yes. you make $4 per book. So, you know, do I make more than $1,000 a year in my job? Yes, I'll put that out there. So <laughs> I'm not ready to retire yet. But I do believe if what you're doing moves the world forward and changes lives or helps people change their own lives, yeah. the money will work itself out. So to get to a place where the message is just full-time I'm out there trying to inspire people I think I can create a life around that and that's what I'm working with that's that big too big kind of goal that's what I'm working towards well I, t I tell you Brian just talking to you and and listening to you share this story and what you're doing and the progress you've made in just such a compressed amount of time I've absolutely no doubt you're going to be flying across the planet uh doing these talks on a regular basis I appreciate it so speaking of scaling your message how can people best support you and how can people reach out to you to get support and, uh, and, and share in your service and, and, and work with you if they are so inclined? Cool. Um, so there's 
there's a one easy place to go to. You can go to doadaybook.com. Um, so I have everything there. You can buy the book there. There's a store. And I will say for your listeners, um, I'm going to put a $4 discount code uh, for, you, for you guys. Just go to doadaybook.com slash unbreakable discount. If you can Beautiful. remember. Beautiful. Uh, so you go there, you'll get a code, and you can buy the book directly from me in paperback, $4 off. It's even cheaper on Kindle and iBooks and Nook and you know all those other platforms if you want to get an ebook. Um, but I at least help you with that. So you can buy the book. It's in print. You can buy a signed copy, every format of ebook out there. Um, it's on audiobook now, so you can get the book. Uh, you can find my Ink articles there, too. Just go into the media link. You can find me right on Ink. Uh, if you want to read what I'm writing there, every week there's something new. Um, and you follow me on social media. So I've got two screen names that I use pretty much everywhere. Uh, there's do a day book. So at do a day book on Twitter, Instagram, facebook.com slash do a day book, or you can follow me personal. I'm at new body N E W B O D I. Um, so that's, that's my main account that I use on, on Twitter and Instagram. So at new body, um, just, you know, I'm out there constantly. That's that if there's one thing I've learned about, this whole thing and, and publishing book is a huge social media endeavor. Yes. So you yes. can find me multiple times a day on social media. Yeah. Nice. Well, I definitely appreciate on behalf of the entire audience. Thank you so much for your generosity offering, offering that discount to everyone. I'm telling you people discount or not, you need to go out and get Brian's book. I have, I'm in the midst of reading it right now. It's, it's Brian is the real deal. And, um, please reach out to him. I will make sure I link up every single thing, every way of getting in contact with you. I'll have it on posted on the website so people can check it out, get to you with just a click of the mouse. And, you know, we can, we can help spread your message. So everyone out there, please make sure you get this book. Make sure you tell somebody or a couple people about it when you do and, um, help us help grow Brian and get this message out there. It's definitely something that's needed uh, these days because people have a tendency to get overwhelmed. We are in this, mm. as you know, we're in this, uh, you know, it, there's so much information to become a, it can become a distraction and, you know, you, living by your principle helps us keep things in check and remember what's important for us. So thank you so much for doing what you do. And definitely thank you for coming on the show. Oh, I, I loved it. It was awesome. It was good fun. <laughs> Brian, thank you so much for coming on the show. We appreciate your time. And all of us here will be in touch with you soon. Soon, And congrats on the book. And we look forward to reading the next one. Thanks, Brian. Thank you so much, Aaron. Hey there, it's Aaron. Thank you so much for being here. I want to ask you something. If, if you got something valuable from this episode, uh, I'm going to ask you to do two things. Number one, make sure you're subscribed so you get notified every single time I release an episode. And number two, please make sure you stop by AaronKeithHawkins.com. There's always some free training for you to make sure you're creating the success you actually want in your business and in your life. I'm so fortunate to be able to share with you and I'm grateful that you're here. Thank you for being part of this family and I can't wait to talk to you again soon.